Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid. What is going on, everybody? We are back on a Friday, a glorious Friday here in Michigan. Man, we've been having some amazing weather. We're coming off the holiday. Me and Griffica loved getting back on the podcast on Wednesday talking Detroit Lions. Cannot believe camp is a few weeks away. Super excited. Griffica, tell the people how much you love a Friday, and especially this Friday. Oh, I mean, it's Friday, man. TJF, man. But uh, I think... As if my math is correct, I think it's what, like somewhere like around 35 days until the Lions play the Patriots in that first that first preseason game, which I know me and you will be stoked for until we watch the first three plays. And then we're like, that's why it's preseason. So I think yeah, it's, rough, it's somewhere in that ballpark, like 35 days, something like that. Yeah, I want to say it's the, the eighth or something like that. I mean, basically under a, under a month there and. Man, I, I can't wait. I'm going to that game with my buddy Chops, uh, a guy that's uh, a good buddy of mine and excited that we're going to meet downtown and grab some grub and make our way to the game. Uh, I know I bagged on preseason games before, but if I can go to a game with a good buddy, especially where I don't have to be like, you know how me and you are, like we have fun at our tailgate, but then come game time, we're like they barely talk because we're just so hyped for the game and locked in to what's going on. So it's fun kind of to go to a – a preseason game against the Patriots, get some grub at a good establishment down in the D and uh, talk and kind of go to the game, but not be, uh, not be so uh, hype and plugged into every little play and thing that's happening. So that should be fun. Um, anything else new with you on your end? No, but just to kind of piggyback on your comment there, it's, I think people would find it funny how if they went to a game with us, how we actually act at a game. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, we never get up and go, like, go get grub in the middle of a play or anything like that. We're, like, still sitting there, like, kind of critiquing stuff. And we, can't, we irritate each other. I'm like, why yeah. the hell they do that? Why'd they do that? And you're like, we, will you be quiet? <laughs> so funny how we do that, though. Yeah. We've almost had a, a, a few goes uh, right there in our chairs because the first bad play, you're going crazy, negative, and I'm yelling at you. And then we got the idiots around us standing up on third down and short. And then we got, like, who, who are these people that, that did go to these football games, pay crazy money, and then they – they just randomly go get food and miss half the game. It's like I, I, I'll never understand that when the NFL – I mean, you want to go do that at a, a game we shall not speak of at the other uh, stadium right across the street? Like, okay, but don't uh, don't come to an NFL game and, and randomly get up in the first quarter and go lollygag around the concourse. That's, that's just Bush League. I mean, we need to get those people out of Ford Field and load that up with football fans. Yeah. But anyways, uh, 
Yeah, if, uh, if we could ever do a video of us, me and you at a game, it'd be funny. I know we'd probably get a lot of likes on that and people laughing at us the way we act. So. Oh, man. Absolutely. My favorite is like when Grifka's like hates the team after the first mistake. But then anytime there's a touchdown, Grifka's the guy going the most crazy in the section. I mean, he's got his hands double fist pump. He's just absolutely going nuts. I'm like, I love watching you flip the script from going like hating the team and everything's the worst to like euphoria. It's incredible. Yeah. That's what the lines do to me, man. Up and down, up and down. Anyways, uh, oh, man, we're, we're hoping this year will be all up, man. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's get into this. I know it's our second show of the dollars and cents, and uh, I know you uh, prepped Where's it on Where's my the, money? I know you prepped it on the Wednesday show. This, uh, this show, we're going to cover the quarterbacks and the safeties. So uh, not nearly as many uh, players, So, but we'll try to touch base on uh, give you guys some nice in-depth uh, Look at uh, how these uh, players' contracts do affect the team. So, uh, you want to get into this, Derek? Grifka, we're going to get into it, but this is where we take you to the next level. Instead of the guy saying, oh, he's a good football player, he'd help our team, we get down to the dollars and cents, the ages, the contract values. Like a real GM, even though we're two fans with a microphone, you got to love this segment. You got to love dollars and cents. Let's get into this right now, buddy. Let's do this thing. Okay, well, let's do this. We're going to start with the quarterback. Face of the franchise. Let's get the first one out there. We all know him. We all love him. We all want him around for the next few years, and that's Matthew Stafford. I mean, once again this year, I mean, his salary, his base salary is going to be the 13.5 that he's making. Who, who the, are we talking about again, Grifka? I believe it's uh, Matt Stafford. Stafford! 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 Okay, I got you. I know that guy. We got right there. Yeah. And uh, with um, the uh, all the little bonuses that uh, Matt Stafford has going in this year, he has, he has a total cap hit of actually of twenty nine point five million um, for the team this year. And I know a lot of people are talking about, uh, well, you know, we don't need, you know, let's get somebody else, and that's obviously not going to happen. If the Lions were to cut him this year, I mean, he's going to take a big dead cap hit of uh, fifty five million. So we all know that's not going to happen. Um, twenty nine point five total cap hit for the team this year. What's your take on that, uh, on Matt Stafford there, Derek? Grifka, uh, you know, we talk about him on the show. There's been a few times where I get super fired up, and the reason I do is because I know how important the quarterback position is. So when we're talking about his salary, oh, man, it gets me going because a quarterback salary in the NFL, I think I mentioned on the last show, that there's there's 53 guys on a roster. This isn't the NBA where you're paying guys, you know, $50 million, $40 million, um, you know, that – the quarterback is the only position that gets that kind of money in the NFL. And people go crazy about it. They go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he's making this much and that. It's the premier spot in sports. It's the premier position in the game. And the reason they do it and the reason they get paid is these guys are making incredible decisions on every play that impact if your team's going to win or lose. I mean, yeah, you can have a great defense. Yeah, you can have a solid special teams. We know how important those are, right, Grifka? Um, Definitely a big part of the game. Third of the game. But, uh, you know, when it comes to the quarterback position, not only are they touching the ball on every play, he's making every call, he's making every throw, he's uh, even the even the handoffs, the way he runs, uh, you know, implements the run game is super important. So when I see this crazy price tag for Matt Stafford, I mean, gosh, it, it's it's so tough because it does give me like a big ceiling for him. I'm like, hey, Stafford. Stafford! Like, you are the guy, like, 
everything's on your shoulders. And for that reason, I got really no issue with the money we pay him. And I feel like we got ahead of the curve. Like we signed this guy to a big deal before the deals were getting even crazier than they are now. And he's locked up. Like in case he gets some huge injury or he just absolutely stinks, like we're going to be happy with this contract. The guy knows football. He can throw the football. I'm totally fine with the number. And I think that I think he's going to have a bounce back. I mean, I think this guy is going to play big this year, not only with throws he makes, but his leadership mentalities, uh, his, I don't know. There's going to be something. I think this guy's motivated for more reasons than one to get it done. So I'm fine with the contract. I think he'll live up to it. And I think after he does, people are going to be saying, man, we got Matt Stafford locked up for the next three, four years at this deal. And look at, Joe Schmo, now he's making 41, 43 million, and Stafford's down here in the mid 20s. So I'm good with it. Let's go. Let's freaking go. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Go ahead, Grifka. Okay. Uh, I'm with you on that. I I like the cap where he's at. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, I like his cap hit where he's at, and um, I, I do believe Bevel is looking to take this offense in a direction that takes a lot of the weight and pressure off Stafford's shoulders. I'm not saying Stafford's going to become the game manager, but um, Stafford's still going to have to make plays. And uh, when he's you know you know out there making those plays, you know leading the team to victories, you know everybody's going to look at the salary cap and you know hit and say 29.5. Yeah, we're fine with that. That's good. You know for what he does for this team. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And even the next couple of years, I mean, next year the hit goes up to 30, uh, 31.5, and then after that, it actually uh, dumps down a little bit, down to down to 30. But um, at that point, you know, in next year or two, it's probably going to be two years if if he continues on that pattern where he's just kind of where he's at, not winning. You know, the the thing everybody says he doesn't win the big games against you know was it teams with over 500 records, playoff contenders, playoff teams. He, he, his, his record isn't that great. We don't have to uh, talk about that. You know, his, uh, his dead cap, you know, in a couple of years is at 10 million. So I believe if anything's going to happen, it's, it'll be that year. Even next year at 26 million, a dead cap is still, that is a huge chunk of dead money just to be laying around on a team. So I don't think Bobby Quinn's going to even say it at that point. They would live with it at that point. And if he's, you know, in a couple of years, the team's ready to move on, $10 million, I think they would eat the $10 million at that point. But this year, next year, that's not going to happen. So, but I, I think they're going to turn around. They're, they're going to tailor the offense for his needs. So even as cap it, the team, you know, the team isn't going to worry about it. He's going to be making what he's exactly worth. Bingo! 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 I like it, Grifka. Cool. It's good to hear. I'm so glad we're, we both are in Stafford's corner as opposed to, I mean, we know there's a lot of fans out there that don't like him, but let's look at it this way. We have Matt Stafford, you know, starting the games and we've said this Cornbread. before, said this before, if uh, Stafford goes down, we're really in trouble. So this is what we got right now. We're looking at uh, Tom Savage's uh, is the backup right now. His salary right now is at 805,000. We're to a cap hit of just uh, 735,000. If they were to cut him, his dead cap would be at 90,000 right now. So Tom Savage, what are you thinking about that uh, 
that small salary as a backup quarterback. Do you think he's worth it? Do you think there's anybody else out there they might look to bring in? You know, with a, obviously it would probably cost more. But what are you thinking about Tom Savage at uh, at a uh, at a salary of eight hundred five thousand? Grifka, I remember when um, Tom Savage was in Houston and they were all like, I wonder who's going to start, Tom Savage or Deshaun Watson? And I was like, man, everybody's sort of seen Tom Savage. We know what he is. He's not good. You know, he's a he's a probably a decent clipboard holder, but he can't play. And, uh, you know, sure enough, they ended up starting in. The, oh, Tom Savage won the job out of camp or whatever the heck they said. That lasted what a – a hot minute before Sean Watson, the Michael Jordan of the NFL comes in and just does what he does. So like, you know, I was just not a fan. It was kind of like those uh, AJ McCarron's of the world where he found his way to play, but you knew he was never really going to do anything. Just like I used to bag on Sean Hill. Everybody act like Sean Hill was the best backup in football. What games did he ever win? Like he had a few little spots, but he never won anything. You could, you knew, going into a game, he gets you through, but he's not going to do anything. And so that was my take on Tom Savage. Now that he's here in a Lions uniform, Grifka is a great example of what I tried to explain to you about the draft. I don't like a player, but if he's going to come wear our jersey, I'm going to try to ignore his warts and find what is good. So I've, as I've read up on him and as he's been here, I guess he has like a plus arm, which I wasn't really aware of, that he has a pretty decent throwing arm. Seems like a decent guy when it comes to just like knowing his role on the team, knowing – you know, what's expected. And I hear he's been making some plays in camp. So maybe it's a guy that is just a little bit of an upgrade from what we have had as a backup, a guy that can, at least if he comes in, can, can get the football to the outside to, you know, the Kennys of the world and our tight end who is incredible. I mean, you agree with that. I don't have to ask you and uh, all these other players. So I, I'm I'm coming around on Tom Savage. I feel like he might be in the in the mid range of backups in the game as far as like he's not gonna earth, he's not earth shattering, but he's not absolute garbage. He's kind of in the middle, and I think that his contract says that he knows his role. Um, and yeah, I uh, I'm good with him. I think that the backup quarterback position has been null and void here because Stafford has stayed healthy, but you know. It, they always need to be ready to play. They do need to help the starter. And I think that with the money he's making, he'll be on this roster, but he's got to be ready to go. And I don't know, like, I love that Matt Stafford stayed healthy, but I also think when he was getting hurt all the time, it was because he was playing a more reckless uh, brand of football, which was not only more fun to watch, but was also sort of more impactful. Like there were lots of games early in his career where he was throwing four or five touchdowns, you know, 300 plus yards. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to see that this year, but I wouldn't mind Matt Stafford kind of slinging it around when he gets the chance and, and not risking injury, but also, you know, going out there and having a backup that's good enough that he's not tiptoeing around or having to play with 18 injuries if he did get an ailment of some kind. So long and short, I mean, I'm decent with Tom Savage. I don't love him, but now that he's got a Lions uniform, I'm going to root for him. I, the contract's no issue, and uh, maybe he can be here for a couple years and just be a solid backup. Yeah, um, the biggest thing is the Lions aren't paying their backup a whole lot of money, and I always like that. You're not uh, spending a whole lot of money on a guy who's not going to touch the field all that much. So uh, his contract, like you said, it's no big deal. I mean, these guys, backup quarterbacks like 
guys like Tom Savage, these guys, once again, dime a dozen. They're obviously not going to groom him to take you know Stafford's place. He's just going to be a uh, stopgap if something happens to Stafford. So his salary's no big deal, no huge percentage on the team. So I ain't got a problem with this guy at all. I'm hoping that all he does all year is hold the clipboard, and the only time we see him is in the preseason, you know, or a mop-up game where the Lions are just kicking the crap out of the Packers, and you know they want to save Stafford, so they throw Tom Savage out there to continue chucking the ball around on the Packers. So uh, I'm fine with uh, Tom Savage's salary as backup. Yeah, man. Okay. Um, what about this other guy? Any uh, word on, was it uh, David Fails, I believe? Was it Falls? Fails? The guy they cut Connor Cook for? So, you know, Connor Cook showed a little flash out in Oakland. Struggling. Yeah, exactly. Um, Struggling. That's for David Fails, too. Go ahead. It, yeah, he said, yeah, Fails. That's not, not, I don't know if that's the best name for a quarterback. Fails. But once again, <laughs> his salary is the same as uh, Savage, the 805000 one-year deal. Um you know, this guy, if they cut him, there's no dead cap money at all. So um, what do you think this guy is? you think this guy's actually in here to compete with Savage, or is he just here kind of as a camp body to uh, take some snaps in the preseason? I really don't know. I mean, Fails, the name didn't really jump off to me. Like, oh, I remember him from the draft, you know, which, again, I, that's usually what I do when I hear people like, did I like him in the draft? Did I not? Does he have some tools that are – extraordinary like I just really didn't remember much about him I haven't read a ton up on him I mean they they went and got him which you know they got rid of Connor Cook so I mean to me they they must either know something about him or feel he has something to bring to the table but I don't really know what that is uh you know the Lions have you know obviously just kept the two quarterbacks which I think is the way to do it you know I'm we're not here to talk about him, but I, I'm curious, you know, if Logan Thomas makes the roster, could he be that really backup, backup emergency type quarterback? Or is he totally moved on from that? Because, I mean, if you told me Logan Thomas was our third quarterback, I'd probably feel better about that than David Fales, uh, to be honest. And, and he's playing the tight end position now. So, uh, you know, Fales, I guess I'll be curious to maybe read up more on him or see how he plays when we're down at camp. You know, maybe he shows some things. Maybe he has a decent a uh, couple preseason games. I mean, I think he's a bit younger. Obviously, like you said, the contracts are pretty much marginal the same. So, uh, you know, again, not going to talk like I know everything about this guy, but anybody that's younger and if he shows some things, you know, intrigues me. But I don't know that he can do much to take care of, um, you know, Savage there as the number two. And then I wish we could kind of find a another really young guy that could be just – like you said about putting him on the practice squad, like a young talent, but a guy that's enough under the radar where we could just have him on the practice squad in case um, of emergency that had some upside. But I really don't know who that would be. And yet, like we've talked about, I'm not a huge proponent of kind of what feels to be wasting a draft pick late, taking a quarterback that you either have no plans for or that can't really do anything for you. He's just going to kind of be the insurance of insurance. You know, so, um, you know, fails. We'll see what he does. Not a, not a big uh, fan either way and don't have any huge takes on him. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I know it sounds odd for me to continue to agree with you on all these players, but <laughs> I, uh, which I'm 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 picking up what you're putting down. I mean, I think he'll be the uh, the odd man out when it comes to the season. I think the team likes Tom Savage. That's why they brought him in. This guy fails would have to be something really spectacular for uh, 
him to beat out Tom Savage. Um, I, I, I think in maybe a year, maybe next year might be the year the Lions would look to draft a quarterback, maybe not in the first round, but like you said, groom because of Stafford isn't where they expect him to be. And, you know, when his cap and dead cap is only at 10 mil in a couple of years, that might be the time that they look to uh, put that new guy in there and get rid of Stafford if they don't like where Stafford's at. So, uh, but anyways, fails. This guy's not making the roster. No dead cap. You know, hey, thanks for showing up. Thanks for taking some snaps and some hits in the preseason. That's pretty much what Fails is here for. Hey, Grifka, real quick before we move on. So, like, I, I told the people, you know, we're trying this new soundboard, having some fun with it. Uh, you know, I, I've got a different mic set up. I'll probably have a different mic in the, in the next week or two, which I think will be better. But uh, hang in there with us while we're having some fun with this kind of stuff. And uh, we're going to get it tuned up right. We'll get the volumes and stuff where we need it. But we think it will add to the show. And we think eventually you guys will sort of be anticipating some of these sound drops. We have the ability to change them on a week-to-week basis. So you may think you've heard them all and you may think you know multiple. But I may totally change it up one week and just have all types of new stuff. I'm going to keep Griff on his toes. And Griffco, when you keep agreeing with me, I might have to hit you with this combo. That is incredible. I might have to do that every time you agree with me. That is incredible. That's a that's a clang from Family Feud along with a Jim Rome. That's incredible. Uh, this is an ode to Jim Rome with our soundboard, man. I think that people are really going to like it, and it should be fun once we get it going. But something new we're adding, so hang in there with us as we get it uh, get it right. Just wanted to say that off the top. So another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy teams just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is all about. I'm talking free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds way too complicated for the time you have available? I'm here to tell you, it's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. So you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your metal. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code KOOLAID, all one word, lowercase, to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What else are we talking about, man? We got through the quarterbacks. We're done with them. Three people. I mean, I'm sure that took you two minutes of research. What else we got to talk about? Well, of course. I mean, we're going against the quarterback's best friend, and that's uh, you know, that's the safeties. They're always looking for the safeties. You know, they're either dropping the box or playing uh, center field out there, trying to pick them off. So uh, let's touch base with uh, who the Lions have listed at safety right here, and um, let's start all with the guy that. Uh, Lions, uh, when they drafted him, was pretty happy with the pick, and that's uh, Quandre Diggs. Um, right now, uh, he's uh, at a salary. His uh, base salary is at 2.67, and with all of his uh, few bonuses that he has going in there, he has a total cap hit of 5.98. I don't think we're going to have to worry about the dead cap with him because I believe uh, you know, Quandre Diggs is going to be here. So uh, 5.98 total cap hit. How do you feel about him? Griffka, before I get to his cap pit, hold on a second. Know your role. T- tell the people what, what Quandre is and what I told you he was a long time ago. Know your role. Tell the people. What do you mean? I guess he's a safety? <laughs> no, it starts with a D. It's a, it's a word I said a long time ago that oh, he was and he didn't up, agree yeah. with me. Yeah, know your role. You, you gave him dog status. Okay, he's a dog. Yeah, and when I did, you flipped out saying, well, Quandry Diggs, what's he done? He's a dog. He's a dog. What's he done? He's uh, he's not there yet. He had a couple good games. Like, would you agree that this is one of the nastier dogs on our team now? This is a guy that goes out and brings it all to the table every week. Yeah, he definitely does that. Uh, he's uh, definitely a lot. Like I said, I was happy with the draft pick when, when they made it. But I think what he's brought to this team far, um, far exceeded the expectations where I thought he'd be. So, yes, I would, I would say that. So, in my opinion, when it comes down to his dollars and cents, man, for a dog, for a dog, like Quandre Diggs, this is a guy, man, what was it, sixth round out of Texas, I believe he was? Like, he was taken late, fifth, sixth round, one of the two. And uh, this guy has come through. He's a leader. He's really tough. He flies to the football. I feel like this was not only a good draft pick when it was made, but he's panned out. And this is a guy that Bobby Quinn, again, I don't think we give him enough credit for the good he's done. We only worry about the, the little issues here or there. It's a guy he saw early. He paid early. And now it's a guy that's making, like you said, $2.6 million a nearly $6 million cap hit when safeties are getting what? What were the top safeties getting this year? Like 18? What did what did our boy Landon Collins get that we thought was maybe coming to the D? He got something ridiculous, like 15 plus million, 12 to 15. Yeah. Like we got Quan Q at half that um, and basically like a third of that on his actual salary. So, I mean, I love this guy. I could just talk about him for days. I think we need to keep him as a leader of this football team, not let him go anywhere. And he'll be a guy that'll be barking for more money before you know it, too. And hopefully they take care of him. 
Yeah, he's going to be a guy that's going to have to ha- have a really strong year for these guys in the defensive backfield. You know, like I said, um, just short of six mil total cap hit. He's definitely worth every dollar of that. Now, the next couple of years, I mean, his cap, you know, it does go up a little bit, but it's real incre- incremental. I mean, what, 6.3 next year and uh, six, a little over 6.6 the year after that. And this, I mean, he does take, um, you know, it does have the, the dead money does go down each year. He's a little over two million next year, then a little over one million the year after that. But I don't think once again, like I said, I don't think we're gonna have to worry about dead dead money with this guy. I think he's going to be here. Um, I think they like him. He's going to be on the field. He's going to produce. He's going to be one of the leaders of the defense. He's a dog, like you mentioned. So um, what he's making on this team, what he brings to this team, he is definitely worth every penny that they're paying this guy right now. And he may be one of those guys. If he continues to produce, take strides, this guy's going to be looking for a big, big payday, and that's going to be up to Bobby Quinn to decide if they want to pay him or kind of go with, um, you know, the younger, you know, Diggs is young, but they also have a couple of younger uh, safeties on the team as well, which we'll bring up here in a couple seconds. Um, if they're going to want to pay this guy in a few years or, um, you know, cut bait and go with the younger guys and maybe draft another safety a year or two from now, so. Now, Grifka, hold on before you move on. I got to hit you with a first time ever on the show. This is a, this is groundbreaking. I'm going to hit you with a quad Grifka bell. That's four in case you don't know. So that's a quad bell for all the I mentioned befores. You were right. All the things you threw in there. I mean, the people know it when they hear it. Sometimes I can't get to the bell quick enough. So I'm giving you a quad bell. And you know what goes with a quad bell, Grifka, because the people love it so much? A quad, yeah. Yeah! 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 Okay, go ahead, sir. Uh, yeah, for each bell. That's cool. Okay. Um, I want to move on to this guy next. I, I, I like him in the defensive back defensive backfield. Um, I think he can be one of those leaders, especially for the young guys we got back there. So his last year on the contract, and that's Tavon Wilson. And uh, right now, um, his uh, base salary is at just a, it's a meager $1 million. And, but his total cap hit, it's going to be a little over two. It's like 2.06. Um, if the Lions want to go younger and not keep him around, I mean, his dead cap's only going to be 875000 So uh, what do you think Tavon Wilson, with his salary at the 2.06, a really small dead cap with the other safeties we have on the team, what do you feel his position is on his team with the amount of money he makes? Oh, I like Tavon a lot. I, I remember when he first coming in here, it was kind of that first New England guy that was really showing, you know, he wanted to come play here for Matt Pat and that Matt Pat also knew what he could bring to the table. And I think he's over delivered since he's been here. It's kind of a, I think he, he started a little bit when he first came and now he's sort of been that depth guy or that guy that's sort of passing the torch. I mean, he took a, a restructured or even a reduced salary to stay. I'm uh, I'm happy with Davon. I think he has pretty good size. He brings really solid play to the field. He doesn't do a ton that wows me, but he can come in for an injury and I feel okay about it. He can he can come in the box. He can cover people. He can uh, play a little bit uh, free if needed. You know, uh, I like Tavon a lot, and I'm glad that he was willing to sort of give up a little bit to stay here. And I think he'll be that building bridge between like Tracy and. Quandre and uh, the young fellow, the the Harris kid. So I think he's kind of like that perfect bridge player, at least this year. And then, like you say, maybe then he moves on or so he gets another better deal. But really happy to have Tavon in the fold this year. 
Yeah, um, Tavon Wilson, I believe he's going to take that mantle that um, Glover had. The uh, the Wiley veteran, take the young guys under your wing, show them how to play. I know Diggs wants to be a leader, but uh, Tavon Wilson, you know, he's been around the block enough. He knows what's going on. He can help you know, mature those uh, the Tracy Walkers, the Will Harris, a little faster with what his knowledge is. Um, and it may be one of those things, it's the last year of his contract, and if he plays well, if Patricia wants him around, if he doesn't think the younger guys are seasoned enough, you know, him and Bob Quinn may look at, you know, giving this guy maybe another one-year deal. It could be one of those one of those things, just to keep him around, just for his his leadership, and, you know, a little, you know, as one of the uh, Wiley veterans. Um, you know, the 2.06 mil, you know, that's, once again, like I said, I, I believe that's, you know, well worth every dollar he's getting. Um, it's he's not overpaid by any stretch of the imagination. And um, even though the dead cap money, if they were to decide to part ways with him, is only eight hundred seventy-five thousand. I think it's another player we don't have to worry about. I believe he will be on this team, you know, day one. You know, um, teaching the young guys how to be pros and uh, making the plays like those Wiley veterans do. One other quick thing on him too. Like normally, if it was an aging safety that was making, you know. What would you say his base was again? Do you have it in front of you? Uh, yeah, $1 million. Okay, just a million. Uh, I think that came down from like two and a half-ish or something like that. So if it was like an aging safety that I didn't like his game, that was making like three-ish, I'd kind of be down on it just because you could use that money other spots. But, yeah, man, you're talking about a million and, and being able to be a leader and, and play that veteran, respected guy type of role. Yeah, yeah, you hit on it all, so we're good. Um, let's move on to like uh, one of your favorites. So what is it? Uh, what? Uh, um, let's go to Tracy Walker. Well, what nickname did you give Tracy again? Tracy Walker, man, seven forty-seven. He's got the arms of a plane. He flies around. He's gonna take some uh, balls from the other team's offense and touch down in the end zone for a touchdown. Seven forty-seven. Tracy Walker and. And I'm sorry uh, for the certain corner, but I got to do it this time, maybe one time only. Oh, baby. Tracy Walker. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Uh, Tracy Walker. I mean, once again, uh, young guy in the defensive backfield on the rookie contract. Uh, base salary of 628000 uh, with the uh, couple bonuses that he has worked in there. He has a total cap hit of 848000 Um with where he's at, I'm not going to even bring up the dead cap. I don't think he's going to be here. We ain't going to worry about that at all. Um, Tracy Walker, uh, rookie cap, 848,000 cap hit. What do you think about that with uh, how he's progressing on this team? Man, uh, again, lots of hype around Tracy Walker, a guy that we talk about a lot here on the show and, and think he's going to take a big step forward. But this is where I'm going to go half Grifka, like, we do need to see it. You know, I don't want Tracy Walker coming out this year and sort of being, you know, having some bad, bad angles on guys, you know, maybe a guy getting a tight end or something, getting behind him or him like almost making plays. I really want to see this happen on the field and really be this impactful guy that takes not only one, but a couple steps forward. And we look back and say, wow, we got something special in that kid. 747 is going to be around a long time. And, uh, he's living up to all his measurables and all that type of stuff. I mean, it's one to look good in the shorts and the T-shirt, but can this guy put the pads on and go out and play? I mean, again, I lean towards the positive, so of course I'm going to support him and think that he can, but I'm going to go a little bit your way, Grifka, and tell him to show me, tell him to make plays so that the city of Detroit and a bunch of other people know who this kid is and uh, get excited about him as well. And when it comes to dollars and cents, man, 
I mean, there's really nothing to be said. Again, it's another third-round pick by Bobby Quinn that not only was a surprise pick, but is a pick here in year number two that should have a prominent role. I mean, other than Tracy, let me take a quick pause, Grifka. Like, we are in show number two, probably about more than halfway through the show. I don't think we've we've brought up once that there's, like, a really terrible contract on this team so far. Like, the, the closest thing to a tough contract to swallow was probably that Ricky Wagner one that we talked about, just because of the dollars and, and some of his play. But, I mean, am I wrong that, that we're looking pretty good after doing four different positions, uh, sets of positions here for the Detroit Lions in regards to money, ages, all that type of stuff? I mean, I think there's a reason for the fans to get excited about this team. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And I know when the upcoming shows, you know, just like I said, doing some basic research, you know, before really digging any deep dives, you know, I, I think we're going to stumble across that as well, that um, there's not, there may be one or two that we may question. Um, but the one thing we'll have to worry about is like what we're kind of going through right now with snacks and slay um, is one of those things that, are, you know, we want more money, just, okay, how, you know, how much more are the lines willing to give them if they're looking to renegotiate and give them cash at that? We may have to take a step back and say, Hey, wait a minute. You know, this one may be a little tougher to swallow, but as of right now, everything's looking good. I agree, man. Let's go, Grifka. Let's turn up that juice a little bit and get excited about this team, man. Let's go. Okay. Um, Like you said, um, it brought a tear to my eye when you said you you, you went a little Grifka that way. It really did. I had to go find a Kleenex and and wipe it away. But um, And then right after that, I told you you this. Step your game up. So there you go. I evened it out. Yeah. Um, this is one of those guys I was talking about that I believe uh, Tavon Wilson just kind of needs to be like, this is where the coach is going to need to be like, hey, uh, Tracy Walker, why don't you go shadow Tavon Wilson? And needless to say, because both you guys have the same initial, so we can both call you TW and it'd be easy to bring you over there. But uh, um, yeah, this is a guy I believe Tavon Wilson's like, you know, hey, put him on your wing, teach him how to be a pro, you know, and like you're saying, I think he may progress quicker if he's able to do that. Um, if somebody takes him under his wing and – he, you know, he's then he'd be no problem with um, the rookie contract, and um, he'd be a guy that would be here to fulfill the whole thing, as opposed to having to worry about you know next year we're looking to cut him or move on from him. But I don't think Tracy Walker's going to be that. They want to take this guy in the third round if they didn't have high hopes for this guy. So um, next thing I want to talk about is a guy um, I know you're pretty high on, and um, and that's going to be Will Harris once again, rookie, just basic rookie contract, man. That's going to be the 495000 with a total cap hit with the signing bonuses at uh, 733000 Um, Once again, I mean, first year, we're not going to worry about dead cap on this at all. So uh, Will Harris making a rookie um, rookie deal at uh, $733,000. Um, what what, uh, what's his role on this team for the money he makes? Grifka, this, this could be years three out of three that Bobby Quinn uh, swings big in the third round. Again, another off-the-radar type name. I think this could be another huge hit, man. I uh, I recently, I don't know if I told you this, we talked about it on the show. I was falling down that YouTube wormhole, which I do at times, where I go to check one thing, and then it's an hour later, I'm watching all these random videos. But there was a video that popped up of Will Harris. I think it's because like we're doing our deep fantasy leagues, the 32-teamers, and I was able to get Will Harris in one of those on a three-year really low contract. I was like, oh, man, I'm excited. I'm like, let me go let me go look it up on him a little bit more. And uh, 
just found out how young he was and watched some of his highlights, highlights excite me. But then I came across an interview, man. It was like Will Harris just sitting around with the media. And this guy could, he, he looked to me, Grifka, like in this interview, like he had been in the NFL for like five, six years. I mean, he looked, had that body type. He was composed. He was funny. He was like really good to the media. He was just a, a guy where I was like, man, I could see that being like a captain of our defense type of guy, you know, along with like the reason I really like him from a fan perspective is like the guy runs and hits and is exciting. I think to watch, I think we're going to jump out of our chair kind of like we do with Quandre with this guy. So anyway, long and short of it, man, I love the safety group. I think it's exciting. It's young. It's got big upside and it's also got some players that are just straight up solid or better than solid and Quandre Diggs that can really, lead the unit. So, I mean, there's not much to say about his contract. When you're taking guys in the third round in the NFL draft, it's the reason I'm – I mean, this is – Grifka, mark it down right now. This is the guy that we basically got for Golden Tate, right? So he ter- traded Golden Tate, got a third round. I was flipping out about how great a third-round pick was, and you were just like, oh, it kills our team, Golden Tate. He's so amazing, this, that, and the other. Like, wait and see what Will Harris does. Like – Maybe not day one, but come talk to me after year one or heading into year two. And let's look back at that trade and go, would we rather have Golden Tate on like a three-year, $30 million deal, or would we rather have Will Harris at like a million bucks for the next three-plus years? Like, come talk to me about that because I love this guy's contract. I love his mentality, and I love his run-and-hit ability. Like, absolutely going to be off the charts, I think. Yeah, it, it may not be year one with Will Harris. It may not even be year two. It could be one of those things where we really see this guy, you know, come year three. And then I guess you could revisit that trade. Like like you said, would you rather have would I have Golden Tate at that point or Will Harris at that point? Because um, I, I don't see Will Harris as a starter this year. I mean, rookie contract, okay. Let him, you know, learn the ropes. Um yeah, I know safety is not one of those positions where they say it's a hard transition, but still, defensive backfield in, in the NFL is very difficult to play. So it, it might not be this year, maybe maybe not next year either. I mean, if he progresses leaps and bounds, they might just want to throw him in the fire to see what he can do. It's like let him learn on the job. But um, I think year three might be that year, like you said, we have to revisit that trade to see which way it's like who got the better of that deal so but like you said rookie contract you really can't sneeze at it you know third round pick so Grifka, um, eric schlitt schooled you on that and told you that hey maybe not for a couple so give him credit he uh that's his take is that it might take a while or they might groom him i think you might see some more exciting plays sooner than than eric thought but but let me go back to to big mike let me go back to iron mike let me go back to Mike Singletary, an absolute beast leader, uh, hard-nosed fo- football coach. This is what I think about Will Harris, man. I want winners. I want winners. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Harris, to me, is a winning football player. He's a leader. He's a captain-type player, and I am glad he's on this team. I think it was a good asset to put around another young core of safeties. Love it. Yeah, let's. Uh, if if you believe in him that much, uh, I will stick by stick by you with him. So, uh, just a couple more guys I want to touch base on. Uh, they're hanging around. Uh, we have the first one. It's uh, Andrew Adams. I mean, he's on a one-year deal. I mean, uh, he's uh, his cap hits only a little over nine hundred thousand. I mean, I don't know if uh, Andrew Adams how will pan out. I mean, it could be Ansel Adams or Grizzly Adams back there, but 
Um, and then the last one would be C.J. Moore. He's going to be one of those uh, rookie uh, free agents that signed, so his base salary is going to be the 495000 Do you see either one of these guys making an impact on the team or uh, sticking with the team? Man, I remember when they got Adams, and I was kind of like, oh, that might be a decent safety pickup. Like, he's kind of a veteran. He's a little bit bigger. He might be able to do some things. Like, I changed my tune a little. I think he'll be good in camp, maybe have some solid play in preseason. But I think when it's all said and done, like, Andrew Adams is going to be at the local, like, Coney Island going, where's my, where's my, where's my money? Like, he's going to be looking for new work, I think, somewhere. But I think he'll be a solid guy to kind of come in here and, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, like I said, he's a guy that's played in the league and, and been decent, but I just don't know there's a spot for him. Uh, don't have a big take on more. You know, I, I'll have to kind of get get caught up on some of these deeper camp guys as we go forward, but don't know much about him in regards to draft pedigree or where he was before, so can't speak on him too much. Yeah, I'm the same with you. I don't see either one of these guys, you know, really making the team or having a big impact, I'm sure there's probably a room at the uh, shoe counter at the bowling alley where Brandon Pettigrew works, and they could probably hook up there with him, you know, doling out the shoes, oiling the lanes, and, uh, you know, polishing the balls. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a classic Griff could go to, everybody. Of course, man. Working at the bowling alley. So uh, um, that's all I got for safeties right there. So uh, it's uh, another good salary talk right there. Is there uh, anybody else you want to touch base on before uh, – before we finish out, Grifka, I think we're good. I mean, we want to tell the people that, uh, like you said, another good, um, a good dollars and cents series. I mean, I think what we need to tell the people is uh, I changed my Twitter. So we, I used to kind of be the uh, Detroit underscore Kool Aid for the show, but uh, just switch that up to Derek uh, at Derek Oakry. So that's D E R E K. O-K-R-I-E, pretty much how, how it sounds there. So um, hopefully you guys will go uh, kind of check me out there. And uh, like I said, Grifka is at Grifka DKC. Um, really likes when uh, everybody can kind of shout out and, and give us feedback on the show or talk Lions with us. So Grifka, how about this? Like I was going to say let's give them what we're going to talk about next week. But uh, we'd love some questions from the people, man. We'd love uh, – questions about salaries things we didn't hit on things we did mention some feedback how about we try to get that from the people and we tell them to stay tuned that we'll let them know via twitter the uh two groups that we'll talk about next wednesday and the two groups about next friday sound like uh sound like a plan to you yeah let's do that and remember on the listener line you know if you want to call in or text in that number is 989-272-3484 Everybody, Grifka is—he's been in his playbook. He knows the—he knows the, the Kool-Aid listener line. I mean, he's been on his game these last two podcasts. Grifka, I'm gonna have to give you a raise, man, from nothing to absolutely nothing. It's cool, man. I'm getting closer to the season, man. I'm starting to focus. <laughs> oh man, I absolutely love it. So, uh, Grifka, like. I'm excited to, to engage with the people. I know I'm, I'm thankful that they let us kind of get away for a couple days and last week and enjoy the holiday. And we're back, man. We're like heading into more dollars and cents. We're going to be down at camp before you can blink your eye. And uh, just really excited about uh, about all that, man. It's going to be uh, it's going to be incredible. So uh, with all that being said, man, do you uh, you have anything else for the people? 
Uh, nope. All right, man. Well, thank you so much, uh, everybody. We are uh, going to get out of here for another episode of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. Check us back here next Wednesday and Friday. We'll talk on all things dollars and cents and, and, and giving you our takes on these players as we had these last couple episodes. Make sure to check out Monday, Monday evening. We'll be coming to you with some fantasy football flavor on the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. Talking all things fantasy football this next week. Chuck is going to be back in the building. We're going to be talking about how do you win? How do you win that league? And who the heck's going to break out in 2019? So I'm super pumped about that. And I'll be pumped to be back here with Griffka talking uh, dollars and cents. So everybody have a great week. Thank you so much for listening and the support. We'll get up out of here. Take care, everybody. Have an awesome weekend. Drink it in, man.